Welcome to an NRL.com preview podcast. Round one is finally here. My name is Chris Kennedy. I'm joined by co-host and NRL.com crack reporter, Alicia Newton. Alicia, thank you for being here. Hello, CK. Thanks. It's nice to be here. And uh, it's our very great pleasure to welcome Sharks, New South Wales, Kangaroos legend, now uh, Channel 9 commentator, Paul Gallen. Paul, thank you for being here. No worries. Thanks for having me. We are going to tear through some uh, some round one previews. It's finally here. Footy's back. Um, kicks off on Thursday night with the Storm and the Bunnies. Um, for me, potentially the first game of the season will also be the last game of the season, a possible grand final preview. Um, Gal, how do you see this one? It's um, obviously people talk about the stats. South have never won in Melbourne. Melbourne haven't lost in round one since Bellamy's been in charge. It's the post-Cam Smith era as we sit here that the great man's only just announced officially his retirement. Um, South how do you call it? Yeah, tough, tough one to call. To be honest, you, you put all those stats in front of me before I came here. I would have been tipping the bunnies. To be honest with you, um, purely on the fact that I think life without Cameron Smith would take a little bit of getting used to. But Melbourne don't lose round one ever, and uh, yeah. South have never won down there. But I'm going to go against the grain this time. I'm going to say they can get the job done there, down there, South Sydney. Uh, they're in a pretty good space, South, at the moment. They. Uh, yeah, they seem to be confident. They seem to be coming into the, into the season pretty confident. And um, you know, some, some say premiership favourites. Uh, they'll certainly be up there, that's for sure. And I'm going to tip them to get the win. I think they've got a really good uh, really good back line. They've got a good forward pack as well. Uh, I actually like the addition of Jacob Host. I think he's a good player. Um, he's, he's picked up a starting spot there in the South Sydney pack. You throw Cam Murray. Jaden Silver was probably their best back rower last year. Um, so I think, um, yeah, I'm going to go the Bunnies just. Yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you. Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker just absolutely phenomenal in that charity shield. They both looked absolutely red hot. Uh, Alicia Storm with no Harry Grant as well. The Cam Smith replacement is missing the first few rounds with a, a knee injury. Yeah, that's a big blow. And obviously uh, with Brandon Smith coming in that number nine jersey, um, which is what he's always wanted to do. So he gets a really good opportunity. Um, but yeah, I'm also leaning towards the Rabbitohs in this one, I think. Um, as you guys have alluded to, that they, they just look really, really good in that trial. And, um, you know, I think I think now's a good time to get Melbourne um, down there, especially post this Cam Smith era. The uh, Friday afternoon footy kicks off with the Knights and the Bulldogs. Um, Gal, the, the Dogs have made quite a few changes. People are tipping they're starting to potentially turn a, a bit of a corner. Trent Barrett's come in. Kyle Flanagan's come in. The, the Knights, on the other hand, they're, they're missing some troops. Blake Green's not back. Kalen Ponger's not back. You know, Edric Lee, Heimel Hunter are both out. Um, so on paper, potentially, people are tipping the Knights to have a better season than the Dogs, but it may not be uh, quite so simple in round one. I think that will be the case. I think they will have a marginally better season than the Dogs. I, I, I'm not sure I have... Uh... The Knights in my top eight this year, to be honest. I think that they, they could miss out. Uh, it could be the one team from last year they miss out, actually. But uh, look, the Dogs have had a good preseason. Things have certainly turned around there. I think they will turn around there uh, in the next couple of years. I don't think they'll make the top eight this year, but I think uh, they will turn it around this year. They will move up the ladder a little bit. And I'm actually going to tip them and have a win round one up there in Newcastle. I, I like a lot. Look at their back line. Um, yeah, Kotrick's there now, Hopawade, uh, Kyle Flinning, as you said. I think they've got a pretty good forward pack. Josh Jackson. Uh, Heatherton, guitar at hooker. Um, Ogden's a big, big boy up front and obviously Elliot in the back row there as well. So I think they've got a pretty solid team and uh, I'm going to tip them to have a win round one up there. 
What do you think of their pack? Obviously, Josh Jackson, we've seen do great things on an edge over the years. He's moved to, to lock. Jack Hetherington come in, has come in the, the big fire round. He looks like a very Bulldog sort of signing. He'll bring the, the fire and brimstone. You know, Ogden, you, you mentioned a, a big boy on the on the up. Um, Corey Waddell, I think, is a, um, you know, he's worked under Trent Barrett before. He, he takes an edge spot and, and Dylan Napa and Raymond Fitala Mariner coming off the, the bench to bring some impact. So a new look pack, but plenty of strength. Yeah, I like their bench. I like Fatala Mariner and Napper on the bench. I think they can bring a bit of impact there. But as you said, I, I like Jack Hetherington. I think he's a great player, Hetherington. I think uh, Ogden does some good things last year. But I think Hetherington can help take this team to, a, to another level. And as I said, I don't think they'll be pushing the top eight this year. But I think, uh, you know, the addition of another couple of quality players in the next 12 months, I think we'll see the Dogs back up the top of the competition ladder in the next two or three seasons. What about the Knights, Alicia? They are a bit of a disrupted preseason. Some changes around the leadership group. Like I mentioned, some key playmakers not back until round sort of four or five. Tyson Frizzell comes in, a um, you know a high class representative back rower to, to bolster the pack. Connor Watson moves to lock. There's plenty of changes. Yeah, there sure is. I don't think any team sort of going into the year is as injury affected as Newcastle, but. You know, they always do seem to start well, especially at home in round one. And, um, you know, without Kalen Ponga, though, that's a massive test. They obviously revolve a lot of their tack around him. And um, we've seen them struggle in the past without him. So young Tex Hoy gets his chance to, to start. And um, a lot of pressure is back on Mitchell Pierce, unfortunately. Um, you know, they're trying to get these playmakers around him to take a bit of pressure off. But especially after the whole season he's had, um, I think all eyes will again be on him. Um the forward pack, I think they can match it with, with the Bulldogs. And, you know, Canterbury will also go in with the most inexperienced spine. So, um, yeah, if Newcastle's forward pack can match the, the Bulldogs, they've got enough strike out wide, I think, even without Ponga. Yeah, you obviously know Piercy well. He had a good combination yeah, with uh, with Kurt Mann in the halves uh, last year, and that's how they're starting the season. Do you think potentially once Ponga and especially Blake Green and Jaden Braley are all around him, you know, he's he's re-signed for a year. He, he's keen to, um, you know, to extend his career further at Newcastle. What are you expecting from Piercy this year? What you're doing for the next 12 months is a, is a weight off his shoulders. He does have to be concerned about that. Uh, you know, and, and good money up there once again. So I think that's a big plus for them and for the Newcastle side. I think uh, Jaden Braley being named the co-captain up there is a big plus for them as well. He's a great leader, a great player. And I think you know, his combination with Pierce on the grows. You said his combination with Man last year was pretty good, um, but they really need they need Callum Ponga back there. You know, he's so much centers around him and what side of the field he's on. Um, you know, that right-hand side of the field, his right-hand step is just lethal. And, um, you know, that, that Pierce to... Ponga type combination that they had at times last year was was pretty good, but um, you know they need to keep him on the field, Callum Ponga, as much as possible. So we're all tipping a uh, potentially tight tussle uh, up in the Hunter on Friday afternoon. That takes us through to second Friday game. I can't wait for this one. The Brisbane Broncos and the Parramatta Eels, obviously a, a one-sided rivalry in the the past couple of years. Parramatta have had the, the better of Brisbane for the most part. Um, Gal, lots of pressure on Brisbane. Obviously, after the year they had last year, Kebby Walters comes in, another team with a, a few changes. Um, how do you see this one panning out? Yeah, it's interesting, this one. Look, I, I don't know what to make of the Broncos this year. I, I look at that squad and they just have an enormous amount of talent in that squad. Look at guys like Pengai Jr., Lodge. Carrigan's a great player. Ace Glenn has been around for ages. Milford, Croft. You know, they've got them everywhere. Herbie Farnworth, Coates, Osaka. They've got talent all over the place, but they just... For whatever reason, didn't didn't put it together last year. John Asiata joins the team. He's a great player. Flegler's a good good up and comer. Um, ben Teo's back. 
So they've got enough talent there to do something. The Broncos it's just a matter of whether they can put it together and want to want to actually play for each other, and more importantly, play for the coach. Now there was so much rumor and innuendo last year at that club; they didn't want to play for him. Well, that's no excuse anymore. But you're right; there's a hell of a lot of pressure on the Broncos. You know, one team down um, up there in Brisbane. There's a hell of a lot of pressure and expectation on the club that has been so successful for such a long time. So they, they want to turn around pretty quickly. And I, I got to say, with that playing telling that squad. If they were to scrape in that top eight or certainly push towards that top eight by the back end of the season, it wouldn't surprise me at all because they've just got so much playing talent there. They can somehow put it together. Um, yeah, they will threaten a lot of sides this season. But again, if they, if they can't find something, if they can't find that want to play for each other and they want to play for the coach, uh, it'll be another long year for the Broncos. How do you see this one panning out? Eels very, very similar to last year. Tom Opacek takes over from Michael Jennings. A couple of new forwards on the bench in Papali'i and Keegan Hipgrave, but otherwise it's pretty much the same Parramatta we saw last year. Yeah, look, I think there's a bit of pressure on the Eels this year. Uh, there's a little bit of, look, obviously, the Parramatta side always has expectation. They're always in the media. Um, they're always spoken about. There's always a lot of hype about them at the start of the season and generally by the end of the year, they let everyone down, which has pretty much happened the past couple of years as well. Um, but I, I feel there's a bit more pressure this year. Guys like Brown, they're in second or third year of, of first grade and he's a great, great little player. Um, you know, he, he's going to have some expectation on this year. He maybe hasn't had to deal with that too much in recent seasons, but there's expectation on him now. Gutherson's another one that was pushing to make that origin side in years gone by. Couldn't ever quite get there, but was there last year. Uh, you know, he's a captain. There's going to be some expectation on him. But the big one's Mitchell Moses. He, um, you know, he's been there or thereabouts for a number of years now. And, uh, you know, I think he may even be off contract this season looking for a new deal. So uh, a little bit of pressure on him. So it's going to be a big year for the Parramatta side as a whole. Um, we're a good forward pack here. We're Gillard, Paulo there up front. Obviously, Madison, uh, Brown in the middle of Mahoney. is a great young player. So, um, but again, they've got to deal with expectation. And, uh while there's been a bit of expectation in the media the past couple of years, that, that I don't think many teams have given them that much respect, but I think there'll be a lot of teams giving them a hell of a lot of respect this year and really watching video on them throughout the week, particularly those players I spoke about. So, um, you know, the, as well as the expectation from the media, there's going to be a fair bit of pressure on those players from other clubs and we'll have to, go to wait and see how they deal with it. Alicia, pressure on a lot of players from, from both teams and expectations for, for different reasons on, on different players. You've got you know Milford looking to hit back from last year. You've got Sivo and Ferguson off contract. Um, Nathan Brown, I think, still unsigned. So plenty of subplots in this one. Yeah, there is. It's pretty pivotal for, for a lot of players in both those sides in terms of you know playing for their future. And, and just on Parramatta, like watching their trial the other week against Penrith, um, they matched it with Penrith in terms of you know the back and forth. But when it just came to that creativity, it just wasn't there. And obviously it was only a trial and they'll sort of blow in their cobwebs out, but that's, that's where Parramatta sort of struggled towards the end of the back end of last year was just finding the, the points in those crunch moments. So um, yeah, they, they get no better chance than against the Broncos this week. who obviously be, be looking to prove something. Should be an interesting one. The uh, Super Saturday footy kicks off the Warriors and the Titans. I personally cannot wait for this one. I, I don't really know what to expect from either team. That they're both teams. I think could fall anywhere from sort of fourth to to fourteenth, depending on on how well they go. Um, Gal, the, the Titans pack obviously a lot made about Tino Fasua, Malawi, David Fafita coming in. Uh, you look at guys like you know Mo Fodawaka who had a breakout season last year. You know Tyrone Peachy got his mojo back, and then you know their playmakers. You know Brimson caught fire in the back end of the year. Jamal Fogarty breakout season. A lot of expectations on the Titans that they're probably not used to as well. 
Absolutely. And this, I'm very interested to see how they go this year as well. As you said, they have never had to deal with expectation for a long, long time anyway. Look at some of those players. Flutter Waker did have a great year last year. Uh, Wallace has been around for a number of years now. For feeder, we all, we all know what he can do. Proctor has been around for a long, long time and had a lot of success. But uh, Big Tino, he's actually a better player than I gave him credit for last year. I watched him play for the Melbourne Storm and he was good. Did his job for the Melbourne Storm without a doubt. But the way he played for Queensland in that Origin series, I thought was absolutely outstanding. And as I said, probably a better player than I thought he was. And I think he's going to go up there and relish being a, a leader of that forward pack. Um, yeah, I, I do have to question their halves, uh, to be honest with you. They, they've been around uh, Fogarty not for that long, but Taylor for a few years now. Um, now. Do they have enough in their halves to get it done? They've got a fair bit of quality over the rest of the field. Uh, obviously, Brimson, a fullback, had a breakout year last year, but I still think there's question marks over their halves and uh, you know they need to be answered. I think they've got a great forward pack that can go forward for them and give them enough time and enough space, but they need to create off the back of that and uh, you know, it only remains to be seen how they will go. Alicia, the, the Warriors, another team with some big inclusions in the forward pack. Adam Fanua Blake across from the, the Sea Eagles and, you know, Ben Murdoch Masila back from the, the Super League. We've seen him, how good he's been for, for Tonga the past couple of years. Even, you know, Ewan Aitken, some experience into the, the back line, but they're dealing again with being away from home. They do have their partners with them, but um, set up camp in, in Central Coast for the foreseeable future. Handled it well last year. Um, could get to be a, a grind as the, the year goes on. Nathan Brown, another team with a, a new coach, says um, putting it on certainty here yeah there is a bit like the titans there's a little bit of expectation on them but um you know until we actually see them play and probably first six weeks in we'll know sort of where they're at i think obviously mentally as you mentioned they're in a lot better place um to last year they got a lot of players back you know david Fusatour and kemma milo almost like forwards in in their own way and, and they return so um size is definitely on the warriors side this year um and that'll be interesting in itself around these new rules changes a lot's been made about the speed of the game and and how much that's going to increase so um yeah they're a bit of a bit of a bogey team warriors this year but i think with roger leaving at the end of the year they'll uh you know they'll want to put in a massive performance this week and then obviously for the rest of the year um as it goes are you tipping oh i think i'm the warriors yeah the warriors i can't get on the warriors i, I just can't get on them to be honest so, so. <laughs> I'm going, to, I'm going to go to the Titans. I like it. Um, the uh, the Roosters and the Seagulls, the second Saturday game, this is probably uh, almost every match this round I can foresee an upset, but I struggled to tip an upset in this one. Um, Gal, the, the Roosters absolutely smooth sailing. Flanagan goes out, you know, Lachlan Lamb gets first crack in the halves, but, you know, Sam Walker and Drew Hutchison, Adam Kieran going to be pressing him as the, the year goes on. Whole host of the, the best players in the NRL, even with Boyd Cordner sitting out for, for 12 rounds. You look at the form Angus Crichton's in, um, compare that to Manly, they've got, you know, even though Foran comes back, they're, they're missing their fullback, Tom Travojevic, their, you know, issues at hooker, whether, you know, Lachlan Croker or Kay Cust is the answer there. There's um, it's certainly on paper, it looks like a, a big Roosters win this one. Yeah, I probably agree. I can't see too much change. And I thought Manly were terribly disappointing last year. I actually thought they could really even threaten for the premiership, but I thought that the rule changes affected them more than anyone. And that was based on the pure size of their side. Adam Fanil, Blake, Martin Tapao, you know, guys like that, they just didn't cope with the, the rule change. Big Paseca, they just didn't cope with the rule changes at all. Um, and the game has become too fast for them. And I, I I don't know what sort of a preseason they've had, but guys like Tapao are still there. They've got Alloway there now. Um, yeah, hopefully they've done plenty of running. They've got plenty of running in their legs and they can 
keep up with the pace of the, the way the competition is going because um, they certainly missed the kick last year. But without big Tommy Turbo there, uh, you know, he's, he's key to that side. You know, it's, it's hard not to call him one man band, but with a bloke who has so much success when he's there and they just have virtually none when he's not there, it's, it's hard to go past anything but a Roosters win. Alicia, thoughts on this one? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, you don't want to sort of question Desi's tactics, but but have they changed over the summer given, you know, every it didn't work out last year. As Gal mentioned, they were a lot bigger side. They're really lacking a hook, I think, since Abby Coruscant went to Penrith. They just can't get that that go forward. Obviously, when Manesi Fainu still stood down, um, that makes things difficult. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a tough one. I, I don't rate them in, in my top eight this year at all. Um, but... You know, with, with a team like Dale, with Daily Cherry Evans in it, you, you can never sort of write them off either. Um, yeah, and the, the Roosters, I'm sure we'll get into that in a sec, but I think um, I think they'll come out firing in the, the first few rounds and um, and make a bit of a statement that they're that they're in it for the long haul this year. Yeah, do we need to say much else about the Roosters? They, you know, a whole host of the best players, like I said, Luke Keary moves to, to halfback. They got, you know, Radley and Verrills both back from ACL injuries, not not for round one, but in the early rounds. So they're, they're probably going to start pretty well again. Yeah, I think they will. I think um, quality all over the park. Uh, a lot of rep players in their side, as we know, but I, I still think there's going to be pressure on Lamb. Um, you know, we all know what happened with Flanagan last year was going well and, and was dropped and then obviously left, left the club. Um, so there's going to be a bit of pressure on him and for a young guy you know, Ray's been seeing how he's going to deal with it and that puts more expectation and pressure on Luke Curie he's going to have to direct that side around the park but you know, they've got a fair bit of help there with guys like Fran Takiyaho, Isaac Liu you know, Angus Crichton as you said Tottenham Payer he's a terrific player and look at those backs you know, James Tedesco regarded as one of the best in the game the Morris boys they've got class over the park and you know, big Jared Riago has come off the bench you know, fair, fair bit of quality everywhere for that side so I, I can't see Anything but a win this weekend for the Roosters. Super Saturday rounds out with the Panthers and the Cowboys out there at Panthers Stadium. Panthers coming off some sort of season last year, did everything but win the grand final. Only lost one game the whole way through the the regular season before then. Um, Nathan Cleary really sort of came of age as a a halfback and grew into that role. Um, They lose some experience this year, Gal. Obviously, James Tamo was inspirational for them. He's gone to West Tigers. Josh Mansour was excellent on the wing. He's gone to, to South. We've got a lot of young players coming through. Isaiah Yeo and Cleary are the, the co-captains this year. Can you see all those young guys getting better or are they potentially, you know, have to watch out for second-year syndrome guys like Lil Aya and Crichton? And, yeah. And guys? Look, it's, it's going to be an interesting year. You know, you throw on top of that and Zane Tedavano. Zane Tedavano, I spoke to their assistant coach in the off-season and I said, mate, he's the one I think you're going to miss big time. And he, he agreed how good he was. He said, look, he, he totally changed the way that Penrith tra- tra- trained in recent years because he just brought another level of intensity to training, which they really took him onto the field. So you're right, you know, a hell of a lot of experience going out of this side to what was a already young playing group. So they are even more inexperienced this year. And then you look at guys like Isaiah, the start of, the start of last preseason, uh, wouldn't have been overly watched by other sides. He's going to be heavily marked this year. Uh, I, Liu, um, obviously he had a breakout season last year and he is going to be, you know, sorry, Jerome, Jerome Luai, not Liu. Jerome yeah, Luai, yeah. He, um, he's going to be heavily marked this year. You know, and uh, Crichton's going to be exactly the same. Um, Brian Toto, Staines. So they've got a lot of guys there that would not have been that well known at the start of last season. Uh, they would not have been watched that much by other sides. And you know, the start of last season, we didn't even know it was going to be Jerome Luai or, or Burton in, at 5'8". 
So mm. it's going to be um, an interesting year for, for that that side. I just think they have an air of confidence around them that it, it, border, it borderlines on arrogance, but I don't, I don't think it is arrogance. I just think they're just so confident and just so mm. relaxed and so chilled out in what they've got to do. They can go out there week in, week out and just do it. So I'm actually expecting them to have another good good season. Um, I think they'll be up there when the whips are cracking at the back end of the year, but uh, it will be interesting to see how they go about those experienced players. Thoughts on this one, Alicia? Cowboys, obviously, with a, a new coach, Michael Morgan, back from injury. Um, up against it, though, to, to face the Panthers round one. Yeah, and all off season we've we've heard the Cowboys that Todd Payton's brought this up tempo game, and there's no better team to, to go up against first round than, than Penrith to sort of test that that mantle. If Cowboys, you know, do play that up tempo and and match it with Penrith, they've definitely got the strike um, to, to score points and, and really test Penrith. But yeah, I, I agree with Gal in terms of experience lost. You, you can't really measure that until a bit later on when the the crunch games pop up, but. Yeah, there, there is that level of confidence out at Penrith. They just think they're unbeatable, which is, you know, if that works for them, it, it obviously did last year. Um, but my thing would be around the expectation um, and, you know, trying to replicate what happened last year. I think it's really important that they just sort of refresh, like restart mentally and, um, and you know, build on that. So we've seen Penrith teams in the past, um, you know, have high expectation and, and they haven't come through with it that year. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I think it's a big year for Michael Morgan. He, um, mm. you know, 2017, he was probably the best player in the competition. I thought led led the Cowboys right to a grand final without JT. And his body's just let him down the past couple of years. And he's finally back, hopefully fully fit. Because um, I think he needs to direct that team around the park. You know, Clifford's been there for a couple of years now, but you know, how much has he got in him? I'm not too sure. But Michael Morgan is a key to that side. You know, Tamalala will take him forward. You know, they're outside backs to get their set started. Tobias to Fado. In at centres, in the centres, so hopefully he gets his yeah. hands a little bit more ball. He's, he's an excitement machine, but I just think so much comes down to, to Michael Morgan. What about Val Gal on the wing? Do you go? Oh, look, look, I yeah, I've I mean, I've people think I've been critical of Val in years gone by. Said he's the, he's the I've said he's the best winger that the game's seen. You know, he certainly was before he did go overseas. Um, people think I'm being critical because he left Cronulla. It's not the case at all. I generally think he's a winger. He's an out-and-out winger. He's probably was the best winger in the competition, and I think it's a um, a plus for the Cowboys that they put Josh Drinkwater at fullback. I remember talking to Billy Slater about Drinkwater two seasons ago, and he thought mm. that Drinkwater was the best option to take his spot going forward. Now, that's the greatest fullback of all time. You know, anointing Josh Drinkwater as a, as a fullback. So I think it's a huge plus for the Cowboys. He's back there and. You give Valentine Holmes half half a chance on the wing. He scores ninety nine percent of the time. So I, I don't know what the big issue is with him playing on the wing or fullback. I think he's a, he's a better winger. It's fair call. Be interesting to see how that one pans out. Sunday footy kicks off with the Raiders and the West Tigers, Jerry Stadium at Canberra. Uh, Gal, the, the Raiders get a lot of middles back. They were pretty um, ended up skinny there with a lot of injuries last year. Big Ryan James comes down from the, the Titans. Um, they take on a, a West Tigers pack. James Tamo, we touched on before, uh, joins them. They get you know young Stefano Utakamano from the the Parramatta Eels. Um, you know Tom McKayley had a, a breakout season. Jonathan Gowie down from the the Broncos. So a new look pack for the Tigers and a, a bolstered pack for the Raiders. Yeah, new pack for the Tigers. The Tigers are going to be an interesting one this year. The last couple of years, they, they finished ninth or whatever they finished. They're always you know, knocking on the door of the top eight, but just can't quite get there. I, I like their outside backs. And the way the game's going, 
if guys like Lua can stay fit and he's as trim as they say he's and he's he wants to be there and he plays good footy with Roberts outside him, Nafaluma on the wing, Capral on the other wing. I I think the Tigers might be able to do something this year and possibly scrape into that top eight purely on on how fast they are on the outside backs. And we've spoken about it multiple times how the games change, how much faster it is. Uh, and I think I think it could suit the Tigers. They've got a a little bit of a lighter forward pack as well. They haven't got as, as many big guys as some, say, say, the Manly side do. So that they're a little bit more mobile in that department. So I could see the Tigers possibly pushing for that top eight at the back of the year if they don't get too many injuries and they can obviously play well. But then I think it's on the back of the fact they are a little bit lighter and they've got some really fast outside backs. What do you reckon, Alicia? Dane Laurie across from the, the Panthers. Does he keep Moses Embai out of that number one jersey all year? And what do you think of the Raiders? Yeah, I think you have to start with with Laurie. Um, just strike power, you know, he offers that X factor, whereas Embi is a bit more of that that sort of safe player. I can see Embi moving back to that utility role when um, Adam Dewey comes back next week as well. Um, look, the Raiders, I think they'll be thereabouts again this year. Um, Josh Hodson coming back is obviously huge, but he'll take a couple of games to get into his, you know, hit his straps again. Um, they've got depth, you know, the, some of the best depth in the competition, and that's what you need after their injury toll last year. So. Um, yeah, I'm expecting them to win on the weekend, but I also think that the Tigers um, can put up a good fight. In, in, in saying that, sorry, I also think the Rays will win. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, in saying all that, I, I think if you're, I, I think if you're a Tigers fan, yeah, I, I think you you can afford to be a little bit optimistic throughout throughout this season. I, I think that they may have something they they could certainly push towards that top eight. Hopefully, that, after they finish ninth again. Uh, in saying that, I, I I still think the Rays will win this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm tipping the Raiders as well, but um, I agree that the Tigers do have a bit about them. It looks like in 2021. The round finishes off um, at Net Strata Jubilee Stadium. The Dragons up against your Sharkies, Gal. What are you expecting from uh, Cronulla this year and specifically round one against the Dragons? Well, a, win, a, a winning round one would be nice. I just said, I don't know how many times I won round one in my entire career. Of 19 <laughs> seasons, I, I probably wasn't one. We, we never win a round one game. I don't know why that is. Uh, but we're up against the arch enemy, obviously the the local derby this week in the Dragons, who are, I'm saying as respectfully as I can are in all sorts and and uh, pretty terrible to be honest with you. So their trial form was horrible. Um, and look, the Sharks have had a good off season. I've got to say, I, I go down once a week, watch the boys train. They've had to put a lot of cage in their legs. They're certainly ready to go and really excited for the season. Um, and I'd like to think they can get a win round one. Although the, the hoodoo's there, they they never seem to win round one, but. I think the preseason that they've had, I think they will start the season really well. Matt Moreland at 5'8", he has been absolutely outstanding all preseason. Hasn't missed a beat. Um, and fingers crossed he can remain injury-free this season. Everyone thinks about Moyes' last two years. And he, he has had an ordinary two years. I'm not, I'm not saying he hasn't. But they forget back to 2018 where he played the entire year at 5'8". I think he played 25 or 26 games that year and led us to a grand final qualifier against Melbourne. Now he's back in the six. I think that certainly suits his body a whole lot more than fullback does. He just doesn't have to run the run the amount of Ks he has to at fullback. And um, I think we'll see him have a good year. Josh Dugan's had a good season. Uh, Renato Miltalo is outstanding. Katal, we know how good he can score tries. And uh, The other one who's had a pretty good se- season who had a, a disappointing end of the year last year was Wade Graham. He obviously mm. played Origin the past couple of years but missed out on selection last year um, you know, due, due to an up and down season. But... He's had a good preseason. He's put a lot of uh, effort in this preseason. Had trained really hard, and I'm um, looking forward to him having a good season as well. 
Alicia Dragons Sharkies, are they? Sharkies will win this one. I'm Sharkies, the the I like it. Alicia Dragons are they in all sorts? Can, can you find a, a positive angle after their uh, horrible charity shield outing? I mean, you know, the only way is up from from there. Um, look, I, I don't, I don't know. It's 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 a hard one. I I know trial form isn't everything, but the way that they did, you know, just fall apart in that that charity shield um, was quite alarming. Um, I think obviously it's going to take a bit of time with no Corey Norman in, um, in the halves either for round one, it does make things difficult. Um, I just think the edge is being completely dismantled as well with Tyson Frizzell going, um, you know, they just haven't I'm got glad, a lot I'm of glad experience. You, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. What, what do you think of Josh Kerr? Yeah, I was going to ask I, that. I thought, he was, I thought he was an out and out front row. I mean, he's 197 kilos, about 150, 197 centimetres tall, yeah. 115 kilos. I thought he was an out and out front rower. Yeah. He's playing on the edge for them. I, I, I just don't understand it. I don't know if he's play, has he played on the edge before. I'm not too sure. I always thought he was a front rower. No, I don't think he has. And the same with Tyrell Fumarino. He's only been an edge and centre. So now he's playing in the middle. Um so, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have the answers for Dragons fans about yeah. that one. I mean, I was um, at the Charity Shield out in Mudgee, and he looked very much like a prop trying to play on the edge out there. I'm a big fan of uh, of Josh Curry. He's a, he's a ripping fella, and uh, I thought he deserved his spot in that extended uh, Queensland squad. He's a really good front rower, but I, I don't know what he's doing out wide. <laughs> well, we must be seeing how we go. He's a, he's a big body, and like yeah. you said, he, he has a go, and I, I thought he was an out-and-out front rower, but no, they're obviously trying trying him out there on the edge. He must have something out there. He might have be able to pop a good ball or something, but um, yeah, we'll wait and see how he goes. But uh, Obviously, uh, Birdie going back there. Um, yeah. you know, Jack Bird played at the Sharkies when we won the Premiership. Had an outstanding season that year. Unfortunately, the last couple of years through injury just hasn't been able to get himself on the field, but hopefully he's over those injuries at the moment. He can go back there to where it all started for him. He did play at the Dragons as a junior and yeah. hopefully have a good season. What do you think about Birdie Gala? I've been hearing almost since he was back playing 5'8 for, for you guys that he was one day going to end up in the, the back row and all the talk this preseason when he's, he'd been training there. But we see the trials come around and he's just um, he's out there in the, the centres again. Do you think maybe just coming off two ACLs, he's better off just focusing on what he already knows he can do and not getting too creative with it? Yeah, I, I kept hearing those rumours as well. I've got to be honest, I didn't see it whatsoever. I, I always thought he was a right centre. Um, I remember... After he won the premiership in 16, he wanted to have a go at fullback. And obviously, that was a time fullback was getting the most money. And that was when he was off contract. He had a go at fullback in a trial game. Uh, didn't succeed there and went back to the centres and had a pretty good season. And obviously, got picked up by by the Broncos. But he seems to be wanting to change positions. You know, 5'8", fullback, centre. And it seems to be whatever sort of he thinks he'll go best at. But I think he's an out-and-out right centre. I thought the season he had... In 2016, proved that um, you know he, he did play state of origin that season for, for the Blues. So he he has played at the highest level uh, as a right center, and uh, like I, I think that position suits him. I don't think he'll ever have to end up at back row. I think he should stay out wide in the centers and enjoy not making 25 and 30 tackles a game and just be the be the best right center they can, they can be. And he has that ability, um, but unfortunately, he's past two or three seasons, he just hasn't struck a blow because he hasn't been able to play. Yeah, mm. Alicia, you tipping the, the Sharks. Any final thoughts before I wrap this one up? No, yeah, Sharkies it is. Um, yeah, I can't see going any other way than that. All right, so we've run over time, Gal. I know you've got to uh, dash off. You've got things to do. So thank you both very much for joining us. That is our round one uh, uh, round preview on NRL.com. We'll be back uh, next week to preview round two.